Hey everyone, this is Craig Valentine from TurbulenceTraining.com and TTFatLoss.com. Here with another great seven-day fat-burning coaching call to help you get through the week and get more results. And this time around, we're going to talk about some bodyweight workouts as well, just like we did last time. This time, we're going to step it up to the bodyweight 1,000. Now, up here in Canada, it is our Thanksgiving weekend, so we do that the second Monday. It's actually a Monday, the second Monday of October every year. And I have a lot to be thankful for, of course, so many friends in person and online, including you and everyone else on Facebook and on the blog at Training or at ttfatloss.com, and then, of course, on the membership site as well. So I want to thank you uh, for being so great. And now here's a really cool story. I was walking my dog on Friday morning, sorry, Thursday morning, and we were at the stoplights, and a whole bunch of cars were lined up, and dog was sniffing a building, and some guy rolled down his window and he yelled, Craig Valentine, I love your workouts. And it was really cool. And I said, thank you, and, and he drove off. And so whoever you are, if you're listening, you certainly made my day with that uh, pronouncement there. That was pretty cool. And so he probably recognized the dog first, of course. And, you know, obviously up here for Thanksgiving, very thankful to have the family and uh, my health, obviously, plus my fun workouts and healthy eating. It's funny, I talked to another friend of mine who travels all over the world, and, and we both, you know, we were having a chat about what we really wanted, and I said, you know, all I really care about is wherever I am, that I need to have a really good gym, and I need to have, you know, the access to, to fresh food. And he said, you know, that's funny, that's the same thing with me too. And so, you know, there's not a whole lot of other things that really matter, obviously the people around too. And that dog, that funny old dog who, uh, you know, is getting me recognized in public now these days, I guess. And so on Sunday, we'll have a big meal for Thanksgiving. And uh, even though our holiday is Monday, my mom usually makes a Thanksgiving dinner on Sunday. And then I'll head back to Toronto on Monday for a big deadlifting and bench press workout. So I'm really looking forward to that. And the weather this weekend is going to be amazing, 70 degrees Fahrenheit, probably around 20 degrees Celsius all weekend. It's a gorgeous day today, and so really, really excited for this holiday weekend coming up. Now, let's move on into our fat loss call. We've got three research studies, three workouts, and a lot of uh, great information to help you with your results. So on Monday, October 11th, Thanksgiving Monday here in Canada, our transmission tip of the week is a quote from a man named Les Brown who said, too many of us are not living our dreams because we're living our fears. And this one got a lot of recognition on Facebook when I posted it there, and then I followed that up with, uh, you know, a little insight for myself. And basically, I suggest to you to ask yourself, how can you get what you want, and what do you need to get there? You know, what do you need to do to get there? Make your plan, take action, because it really is that simple to at least get started. And so, you know, if you want to live your dreams, the first thing you need to do is start taking action towards those. Now we're going to take a look at our workout. I'm bringing you this week the Turbulence Training Bodyweight 1000 with some changes to it, uh, including some recommended changes to the workouts A and B, and then actual changes to the challenge. And so I may have to re-record that one. But here we're going to start with workout A. Now, Bodyweight 1000, workouts A and B are actually include some dumbbell exercises, and the bodyweight 1,000 workout is actually the challenge at the end of the week, and then there's the 250, 500, and 750 that you do, and then finally in week four, you do the 1,000. So it's advanced. It's really, really, really advanced when you get to the 1,000 repetition level of the bodyweight workout. 
But workout A starts with a superset of dumbbell chest presses and dumbbell Bulgarian split squats. Now, you can switch it up so that it's easier to do in a gym by doing one of those exercises with body weight only. So for the dumbbell chest press, you could do an advanced push-up, such as decline push-up or, you know, whatever is harder than a regular push-up or, you know, just regular push-up if that's your advanced version. Or you could do a regular push-up and do as many repetitions as possible. So you could do an advanced version and stick to the eight reps per set, or you could do a max push-up or a maximum repetition sets of regular push-ups. And then you're going to pair that with either dumbbell dumbbell Bulgarian split squat, or you can do the bodyweight Bulgarian split squat with your foot up on the bench and do the one-and-a-half repetition style where you go all the way down, halfway up, all the way back down, and then all the way up again for one full repetition. So you do that superset three times. Then you move on into the next one that includes one of the exercises we don't see enough, but it is one of my favorite back exercises, the dumbbell chest-supported row. So it's kind of like doing a T-bar row but you're using dumbbells, and so you have an incline bench set up, and your chest is on the bench as opposed to your back, and you have dumbbells at arm's length, and you row them up, and you really squeeze between your shoulder blades. So what we can do for this one, it calls for eight reps in this workout, but let's stick with this exercise and just increase the reps to 15 for a change in the stimulus if you've already done this program and you want to do it again. You're going to pair that with a stability ball one-leg curl, and you know one thing we could either do is go to the two-leg curl and increase the reps, or we could use a one-leg dumbbell Romanian deadlift. So that's a more of a balancing exercise, but it's a similar type movement, and you could use that one in, as, in place. And you're going to do that superset two more times. And then you're going to move on into a circuit that you're going to do up to four times, and it's four exercises. You're going to start with an elevated push-up, and if you want to replace that, you could do a lying one-arm dumbbell chest press. So get rid of the chest press in the first superset and do push-ups, and then here in the circuit, do one-arm dumbbell press. You know, you're going to start probably 25% lighter than your regular dumbbell chest press weight, and you're going to do 12 reps on one arm and then switch over and do 12 reps on the other arm. Or you could hold both dumbbells overhead and do one arm and then alternate sides. So, you know, you do your left arm for a press while holding your right arm at full extension, at lockout there, and then do your right arm and alternate back and forth. In 3B, so the second exercise of the circuit, you're going to do either an inverted row with your overhand grip or an underhand grip. And then in the third exercise, you're either going to do a Y squat, which is the traditional or the original exercise, or you can do a close stance bodyweight squat, and this time you're going to do 30 reps. So close stance bodyweight squat means your feet are about hip width apart, fairly narrow stance, Push your hips back. You're going to work your quadriceps more and go for 30 full reps. You'll be pretty tired after that. And then you're going to follow that up with a dumbbell or kettlebell swing. And it called for 30 seconds of two-arm swings. Let's switch it up and do a one-arm swing for 20 seconds and then obviously switch over the other leg or other arm for 20 seconds before resting a minute and repeating that circuit up to three more times. No interval training for that one because you finish off with such a tough circuit. Now, into Tuesday... We're going to get 30 minutes of fun activity, then we're going to do this week's research review of two research studies. Now, this is a personal one for me because if you've ever suffered through an anxiety attack like I have, you know it's the next worst thing to suffering a real heart attack, which I don't actually know because I haven't had a real heart attack. But I tell you, it's pretty, pretty darn crappy because you really think that you know something bad is going to happen to you because chest gets all tight and you get tingles all over. And so I went through a six-week period of this 
many years ago when I was younger and I was trying to stay up really late and then get up really early to go train people, and, and it really caught up with me. You know, it was way back when I was training 35, 40 hours a week, and then, you know, I was doing a couple hours of Internet work at night, and then I was also, you know, hanging out with my friends who wanted to go out on Thursday and Friday and Saturday. And so, you know, it really did catch up with me. And so that is what happened to me is I, you know, some people have other problems. That was a problem that manifested in me. And so, you know, going through that, it was really, really crappy. And I, you know, sought out a whole bunch of ways to to get rid of it. And, you know, through a combination of uh, just reading material about, you know, what was actually happening, happening combined with, um, actually, some a couple of visits to the uh, emergency room, which is really embarrassing to say, and then also doing uh, some qigong, which is a Eastern exercise form and breathing techniques, and working on my breathing, and obviously improving my lifestyle as well. Uh, mostly just by you know living smarter and not going out so late at night and cutting back on the work that I was doing. So. We're going to talk about two research studies that actually look at aerobic exercise and how you can uh, work with your anxiety disorder on that. So, you know, even if you don't have, you know, full-blown anxiety, a lot of people get stressed out. And it's, you know, the, the research is going to show us that doing exercise, you know, this these two studies take a look at only aerobic exercise, they help you. And I know when I was, you know, was doing my workouts, I was continuing to train during that period, I know that I felt better in the couple hours after my weight training workouts. Um, eventually, you know, it, it didn't fully go away just from a workout, but it really helped for a couple hours anyways. And so the first study comes from the British Journal of Sports Medicine, 2008. And these researchers, you know, they were doing this study because it showed, other research had showed that aerobic exercise was associated with a reduction in state anxiety, which is stress basically, and an improvement in subjective well-being. And so researchers from Belgium studied 41 males and females, and they had them do three workouts. They had them do 20 minutes of self-selected intensity without heart rate monitor feedback, and then 20 minutes of self-selected intensity with heart rate feedback, and then 20 minutes at a prescribed intensity of 50% of max heart rate. And so after they gave them this little questionnaire, and they found that after every single cycling workout, all patients, all subjects, you know, decreased their state anxiety. So it was all the same. And uh, the only thing, the cycling at self-selected intensity made people feel better. So if they were working out at this prescribed intensity, it didn't make them feel better after, like, positive well-being. It didn't increase that. But if they were able to choose their exercise intensity, not only did they reduce their anxiety, but they improved their well-being. So that's study number one. The second one comes from the journal Depression and Anxiety from 2008 as well. And researchers from Southern Methodist University in Dallas, Texas, tested the belief that that exercise helps in the treatment of anxiety. So they had 60 people who were suffering from anxiety and randomly assigned them to a two-week exercise intervention, a two-week exercise plus cognitive intervention, so they were giving them some therapy, I guess, or a control condition. And what they found was both exercise groups had improvements in anxiety compared to control, but there was no added benefit of the cognitive intervention. So the bottom line is simple. Going out and exercising at a nice pace is going to make you feel better. So two thumbs up for that. So, you know, whether you're stressed or whether, you know, you're really getting into some chronic anxiety, 
obviously, if you have chronic anxiety, you want to talk to a medical doctor, but definitely we should stay active. Just another one of the many, many reasons that we should be staying active, even on our off days and getting some exercise. All right, so that's it for that. We're going to move on into Wednesday and a new little feature here, Workout Tip Wednesday. And so I posted a whole bunch of workout tips on my blog recently. I'm going to go over one of those each week and come up with new ones, of course. And this one is change the tempo. So a slower lowering tempo often leads to more muscle soreness. So you have to keep that in mind. But a lot of workout programs will, you know, you can benefit by variety, of course. We know that from all the turbulence training. And so one of the ways to increase the variety in your training is to slow the lowering phase of the exercise. So if you're doing a squat, that means from the standing position down to the bottom. You know, usually in the TT programs, I say to do it at two seconds simply for control. We don't want to do any bouncing. Um, you know, we're, we're training a little safer than some guys who may, might be going for maximum strength. And obviously we have different levels of uh, training. So the first thing we want to do is to slow down our training if we want to change it up. So we might go up to four seconds on a lowering phase. So even on a push-up, lower your body under four seconds down to the floor. Now, I don't like to slow the lifting portion. So when you push up, we push up for, you know, one second. We want to be strong. We don't want to take it a real slow time to push up. Alternatively, you know, when you're doing uh, chin-ups, you're going to be four seconds lowering yourself down and then one second pulling yourself up. So that's one training tip for this week, and you can do that, obviously, to any workout. And, in fact, that's what we'll do here as we look at the Turbulence Training Bodyweight 1000 Workout B. We are going to go through this workout and slow the, pa uh, slow the tempo when applicable. So in the first superset, you have dumbbell squats for 10 reps, and we're going to slow that down to a four-second eccentric. And if you're really sick for a hard workout, add a one- or even two-second pause at the bottom before you stand back up. That's going to really make it tough. Uh, the grasshopper push-up, 10 reps per side. This one, we're actually going to change it up and go faster on the way down. So it, it said two-second lowering phase. This time we'll go faster and, you know, make sure you've done your full warm-up, but go, you know, just one second on the way down and then a real one second, real quick one second on the way up, so nice and strong. So, you know, usually I'm not going to make you go faster, but in this case we are. Uh, the dumbbell renegade row was the first exercise of the second superset, or kettlebell renegade row. And for this one, instead of slowing down the tempo on the up or down, we're going to have you pause at the top of the motion. So as you row the, the dumbbell or kettlebell up to the top position, once you're up there, I want you to hold for a full second, really squeeze, and then lower. And then do that for every rep. With the dumbbell split squat, you're going to pair that with the renegade row. What I want you to do is also pause at the bottom, or sorry, to pause at the bottom of this one. So you pause at the top of the renegade row, but you're going to pause at the bottom of the split squat for one second and then drive back up and do that for each rep for each side. In the third superset, we have stability ball rollouts. And so we had a pretty slow tempo in this one of three seconds. So what I want you to do is do more reps and go a little bit faster. So, you know, one or two seconds on the way out and then a strong one second on the way back up or on the way back in. And you'll do maybe 15 reps instead of 10. Now, be careful with that one. You know, go a little bit faster, but not out of control faster. And that one, you'll probably get a little bit more muscle soreness if you've been doing a, a slow version. And then you're going to pair that with burpees. Now, you can't really change the speed of this one, but what we can do 
is if you want to do a burpee and then after each burpee do a chin-up, that will increase the difficulty of the workout. And then there's a little bit of interval training at the end of that workout, and that's it for Wednesday. Time to move into Thursday. We have 30 minutes of fun activity, you know, just moving around, staying active, some mobility stuff. And we're going to move into our Facebook question of the week. So the question is, if I only have 20 minutes to exercise, what's the most effective thing that I could do? Somebody asked me that on Facebook this week. And the answer is simply resistance training, supersets or circuits. It could be body weight, dumbbell, or barbell. You can do a lot in 20 minutes. Now, you just can't skip the warm-up. So what you need to do is come in, and I would say do three bodyweight exercises for a warm-up, like a prisoner squat, uh, some type of maybe a push-up, and then uh, a forward lunge. And that way you've really kind of warmed up all the muscle groups of the body, and, you know, you've got a little bit of mobility there. And then you move on in to maybe two or three exercises in a circuit, if you just want to focus on a few exercises, so you might do something like my dumbbell depletion or uh, original TT depletion workout where we have five exercises and you go through them in a circuit and you just, you know, you do as many rounds as you can in 20 minutes with the purpose of depleting those muscles of their stored carbohydrate, of their muscle glycogen. So that's generally what I'd recommend. Now, you can do that, obviously, a little bit of a different way. You could just choose to do one exercise and do as much squatting as you could in 20 minutes. Now, you're going to, you know, if you want to get stronger, sometimes I do, I do that if I only have that amount of time, and I really am focused just on strength, so I want to focus just on my main exercise, and I'm going to do a lot more warm-up, so I might do 10 minutes of warm-up and then really get just get three or four sets of good squats in in 20 minutes. Or you might want to go in, do that quick warm-up, and then do a couple of uh, light warm-up sets and just go through something like, a dumbbell chest press paired with a dumbbell squat, that's a really good total body workout that you can do probably in much less than 20 minutes. All right, now into Friday. We're going to do one more Facebook question, so we're going to add a Facebook question to Friday as well. And so this question comes in from a young guy who's always asking a ton of questions from me and Ferugia and, and Romanello and all these guys online. And he said, I'm training for lean gains. Can I skip the interval training on lifting days and do sprints and off days? Also, can I add in big compound exercise for four sets of five to eight reps before the supersets? And so I knew he had been asking these questions all over. And, you know, I, I, I would go to my friend John Romanello's page and be asking some other uh, advanced question. And I know his, you know, training history. And so this is what I said to him. I said, you know, at the risk of losing you as a friend, here's the deal. You need to stop thinking so much and asking so many minor detailed questions and just get a professionally designed program. So, you know, put your head down and do the work for 12 weeks because you haven't really put the time in on a basic program. And so I recommended Jay Farisha's Muscle Gaining Secrets program and have him do it for 12 weeks because really when you're young, when you're in your teens, you don't need to be worrying about all this crazy stuff. You just need to go in and just, you know, stick to a program of consistency. And, you know, I, I know that he reads all this really cool info, but he's not ready to apply it. All right, and then after that, we're going to move into the turbulence training, bodyweight 1,000. So on the Friday of the workout, in the workout C portion of this program, every week you're going to do a bodyweight challenge. So if you're anything less than an advanced intermediate, which, you know, different levels of qualification here, but if you're anything, if you're an intermediate intermediate or beginner intermediate, you're not ready for this program. You, you know, maybe the bodyweight 500, but not the bodyweight 1,000. But if you're an intermediate, an advanced intermediate or above, 
then you are ready to go through this program. And obviously, if you have a high level of body fat, it's going to be real tough, even if you've been training for a long time. But it's a 1,000 reps of bodyweight exercises once you get to the fourth week. And the first week, it's only 250 reps, and it'll be, you know, maybe a 15-minute challenge, and it won't be that too tough for you. But the 501 is the second week, and that'll be decent. The 750 will be a good challenge, and then the 1,000, you're going to need some preparation for it before you, you know, you can't just show up and try the 1,000. So here's how it goes down. You're going to start with 100 jumping jacks or jump rope. Oh, and one other thing I should say, in the original version, I had bicycle crunches because I came up with this one way back in 2008. And so I hadn't, you know, fully taken the bicycle crunches. Obviously, I didn't never had a lot of crunches and sit-ups in my program. But back then, I did still have those in there uh, just because I didn't, re- I couldn't really think of anything else to do because we just wanted to get some reps in. And, you know, we couldn't do more push-ups and more pull-ups and more squats because I already had enough in there. And so, I, you know, I kind of gave myself a little bit of leeway and said, ah, you know, put in 100 crunches and that's fine just for this one program because it's a test. But I've changed it, and uh, you'll see what, how. So, again, let's start off from the start. You're going to do 100 jumping jacks or jump rope, you know, 100 repetitions of jump rope. Then you're into 25 close grip push-ups. And those first two exercises are kind of like a warm-up. Uh, but obviously you do a, a regular body weight warm-up as well. Then you do 25 vertical jumps. Then you do 25 pull-ups. Then you do 100 squats, 50 mountain climbers of 25 reps per side. I think I think that's the first removal of the bicycle crunches. Then you do 25 stick-ups. So that's a bit of a break there for you. Then you go right into 100 push-ups, which is going to be real tough. 50 walking lunges. Your quads will be kind of fatigued there. 50 underhand inverted rows. And then I substituted out the bicycle, 100 bicycle crunches and added in just 100 seconds of the plank. So at this point, this will be pretty tough for you, even if you can regularly do a two-minute plank. Then you do 50 stability ball leg curls, 50 decline push-ups, 25 overhand inverted rows, 50 mountain climbers, 25 per side, 50 squats, 25 chin-ups, and then 100 jumping jacks or jump rope. And that's it. It's a tough workout. Now, here's the thing. When you do this workout, you, you're obviously most people aren't going to do 25 pull-ups straight, but you still do them all before you move to the next exercise. So what I mean is, you know, if you can do 10 pull-ups, then you rest, then you do another eight pull-ups, then you rest, then you do five pull-ups, then you rest, and then you do two pull-ups, then you and then you move on to the next exercise. So you do them all before you move to the next exercise, but you don't have to do them all without stopping. And so I want to talk about this workout because I'm, I've come up with another bodyweight 1,000, and in fact, not only another bodyweight 1,000, but a bodyweight cardio 1,000. And so those are some new workouts I'm putting together. It's a bonus package for the 1,000 Calorie Challenge program that's coming out soon, which is a super cool program. Um, and if you choose to get the video option, I'm just like beside myself because why didn't I think of this program? Uh, it was right there in front of my face, and these guys put together. It's really cool, and I really wish I would have done it um, myself. All right, now into Social Sports Saturday. We're going to do our 30 minutes of fun activity with a friend. Probably is the best way to do it. And then here's a quote that I posted on Facebook that got a really good response. It's from Earl Nightingale, and he said, Learn to enjoy every minute of your life. Be happy now. Don't wait for something outside of yourself to make you happy in the future. Think how really precious is the time you have to spend, whether it's at work or with your family. 
Every minute should be enjoyed and savored. And so I hope that, you know, even if you have a tough job, that, you know, you can look um, brightly at things. And, you know, I've worked a, a lot of interesting jobs when I was younger. I, I've dug ditches. I've watered trees all day long. I'll tell you, eight hours a day with just your thoughts and watering trees, that's some that's some interesting time. And you have to look on the bright side of things, and I certainly did. Um, you know, I've cut lawns all day. I've worked in factories. I've worked on the farm. You know, I did a lot of manual labor up until I was about 25 years old. Um, now I pretty much just do my workouts is the only manual labor. I'm a lucky guy there. But, uh, you know, I still try to look on the positive side and, and, you know, savor the minutes at work. And, you know, certainly I wasn't upset to be done work, but I always did try and get the most out of it, uh, the lessons and such. And, and so, you know, what? Time management's a big thing these days and how you use your time, and it really comes down to, to the same way we lose fat. We plan, we prepare, and we structure. The more organized you are, the more freedom you have. And I know that sounds a little bit contradictory, but it's true. Uh, the more you organize your time, the more you're able to free up your time. If you don't have a plan, then sure, you have the freedom of you know not being structured, but you're going to run out of time to do the things that you want to do. So just some little tips there. And one other thing I wanted to share with you is the a gratitude exercise that I've been doing for several months now. Um, and, and to be honest with you, I didn't enjoy doing it at first. Um, I like it a little bit better now. But it's very insightful to see what really matters to you in your life. And so here's how it goes. You're going to do six little things. It's really going to take you like under 90 seconds every day. And I use a journal for this. And so what I do is the first thing you want to do is list what do you have gratitude for today and generally i'm going to say it's you know i'm going to list like three or four friends that i talked to yesterday that i'm i've already talked to i do this first thing in the morning so three or four friends that i talked to yesterday or something i did yesterday that was fun often i list the dog or i list a really good workout that i had so you know it's never anything crazy it's just you know the little things in life and the people in life and then the next thing you do is you have a space to write beside, you know, the opportunity. What's the opportunity that you're grateful for today? And so I often write, you know, the ability to help people, uh, the ability to, to grow my team, the ability to uh, have a good workout, uh, very simple things like that. And mostly it's the opportunity to help people. And then, you know, the Facebook Q&A stuff or these calls, you know, that's I'm very grateful for that opportunity. The next thing is you're going to write down what you did. And so I kind of have this structured a little bit differently. Um, I'll tell you how I structure it differently in a second. But the next thing you write down is what you did that day. So, you know, if you do this at night, you write down, oh, you know, I wrote, you know, today I worked on this project, got it done with John at work. It was really good. Um, you know, we went to the movies with Carol, and that was awesome. Uh, and then, you know, we had family time with the kids, whatever. You know, write down the things that you did that you're grateful for. And then you write down what you're going to do tomorrow. Um, you know, maybe just some big project that you got to work on. And then write down, the last thing you write down is what you, or sorry, the second last thing what you write down is what you appreciate. And so it's very similar uh, to what you have gratitude for um, at, the, at the start, but uh, it's a little bit different the way I do it. And then the last thing is you write down, you reaffirm what you're going to do today. So here's how I do it, and it, it splits it up a little bit. So the first thing I write down, because I do this in the morning, is I reaffirm what I wrote down yesterday that I was going to do. So, you know, if I wrote down on Monday that, you know, on Tuesday I'm going to work on the podcast of the week, 
then on Tuesday morning when I review my notes, then I say, okay, I'm going to reaffirm that I'm going to work on the podcast today. Then I give my gratitude, what I'm grateful for. Then I give, you know, what I'm, what opportunity I'm grateful for. And then I write down what I did yesterday and what I'm going to do today and what I appreciate. And so that's how it goes for me. I do those six little things. It's a nice little system. And again, one of the, one of the things, it, it really brings you back to what's really important to you. And one of the things that I almost always wrote down was I'm grateful for how easy my life is because, again, I, you know, I did all those manual labor jobs and you know, I didn't enjoy them as, as much as I enjoy what I'm doing now and I'm able to help so many people and I get to read research and, and uh, review workouts and do all these workouts and create workouts for people and get their feedback on them. And I'm a very, very lucky guy, so I'm very appreciative of that. And so I just wanted to share that little gratitude exercise with you. Hopefully it might be something that you can use. Um, and it's really obviously very timely with this being Canadian Thanksgiving. So nice little thing there. If you're stressed out about life, it will really help show you that you probably have a lot to be grateful for right now that you may not uh, be grateful for. All right, let's move into the last thing, the Sunday plan shop and prepare day. We do our 30 minutes of fun activity, you know, definitely a family day, a day to do some activity with your family. Much better than you know just watching football by yourself. Get out there and do something. And then one more study to look at, and this one I'm going to call uh, the truth about whole grains. Although you know what, it's not, it's not as um, it doesn't cover the full spectrum spectrum as much. But you know, I wrote this down. It says there's a lot of nutritionists out there who make these really awesome sounding arguments against whole grains. You know, eating whole grains, you shouldn't have uh, wheat in your diet and all that type of stuff. And you know, in certain cases, there are people who have the allergies and they shouldn't. But you know, some some people definitely have a stand that seems a little bit too extreme because when you take a look at so much research, and a lot of research comes from the Harvard uh, School of Public Health, and they've done these this study where they take a look at people and their whole grain consumption, and almost always they find that it improves health health measures, and yet all these other people are saying, oh, you shouldn't eat whole grains at all. But it's really kind of such a contradictory thing because all this you know, long-term, longitudinal research shows that, you know, people who eat whole grains tend to be healthier, but a lot of nutritionists say, uh, don't eat whole grains, there's so many problems with it. So at least here's one study that gives us some information. It's from the UK, American Journal of Clinical Nutrition. And what they did was they had 233 people who were at risk of cardiovascular disease. And the study started with a four-week trial of a refined diet, so it was probably similar to the regular diet. And then they put the 233 people into one of three groups. There was a control group that continued on with the refined diet, uh, the wheat, and then a wheat group. So they had added uh, wheat whole grain products to their diet. And then a third group had wheat and oats type products added to their diet. And this was a 12-week study. And what they found was that systolic blood pressure was significantly reduced after 12 weeks in both of the whole grain groups compared to the control group. So nothing like, you know, I guess nothing super major. I mean, the authors did conclude that the decrease in systolic blood pressure could reduce the incidence of coronary artery disease and stroke by 15 to 25%. So I guess that is big, but, you know, there were no changes in the, in, in the cholesterol concentrations and some of these other um, measures that they took, inflammation, et cetera, that they expected to see. So 
perhaps, you know, the uh, nutritionists who say you got to get whole grains out of your diet might argue that if they got rid of the whole grains and improved a refined diet but with more fruits and vegetables and raw nuts and more lean meats that maybe they would have seen a lot more improvements. But it certainly goes to show you that, you know, adding whole grains at least to a bad diet is an improvement over a bad diet on its own. But there's certainly a lot of other studies out there, not necessarily just this one, that show a lot of improvements in health parameters from adding whole grains to your diet. So I personally consume whole grains probably, I'd say, almost every day. Um, you know, that's, you know, some people I know consume quite a few servings every day, and I've never had problems with it. Obviously, if you are struggling with your fat loss or if you're struggling with um, other aspects of your health, there certainly is always a good way to find out how that stuff impacts you is by eliminating it for a few weeks and seeing how that goes, and that can tell you some stuff. So it's up for debate, of course, always up for debate. So many debates to have, not enough time, right? Too much time or too much time for debates, and we should be spending more time on gratitude and Thanksgiving. So that's it for this week. Uh, quite a long call, actually, but quite a good call, and I hope you enjoyed it. And next week we're going to come back with some ideas on how to burn a 1,000 calories, get you in the mood for that and a research review of the power of web-based fat loss, so another Internet fat loss website study, and then a link to a really cool interview that I plan on doing with Tim Ferriss, the author of The 4-Hour Workweek, and it's going to talk a lot about time management, so it should be applicable to everybody, um, although I'm doing it for the trainers on my list, but it's going to be, I think, something that everyone's going to get a lot out of. So that's it for this week, everyone. Thanks again for being on the call. It was a good time talking with you, as always, and I I want to give some thanks for you for listening, and I look forward to speaking with you soon. So this is Craig Valentine from TurbulenceTraining.com, wishing you another great seven days of fat burning. Bye-bye, everyone.